The Pete Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blind's $4 million clearance sale. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, hey. Hello, Good Morgan. Podcast. Extra bits. We extra forgot, bits. We keep forgetting extra to call it bits. extra bits. Yeah, it's what it's called. It's what it's called. Extra bits. Right. Yes. Yeah. For more than one reason. Extra yes. bits and tits. Well, yes. and also well, we've got go. well, we've got the extra bits of. Well, you turn. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> let me just let me just mute Rami's laptop because he's incapable of doing it. What's wrong with you? Um, there we go. I was going sorry, to say the extra go. bits uh, that we add producers Kerrod and producer Rami mm. uh, to the show in this section, and also yes. we add a little bit of extra content. So we're the extras, is that what yeah. you're saying? And have yeah. we noticed that, uh, you know, we love obviously having producer Carrot and producer Rami in for this extra bits bit, mm-hmm. but have you noticed that producer Rami is sort of getting his way into all of the stuff we're pre-recording <laughs> yeah. after the show? Yes. I don't know if it's just because he's such a good character or he's just charming and delightful. Or but he's <laughs> mad <laughs> with power. He, yeah. And he Pete also says Madden a lot of inappropriate and now Rami. with more Rami. <laughs> Featuring Rami. <laughs> All right, well then hit us with your extra bits today. Well, surprise, surprise, it's not from us today. No, it's not. Uh, we were speaking with Matt just post-show between the finish of the show and now about him reliving his youth yesterday uh, oh. at your daughter's school. You, talk, you guys look so bored when I was telling <laughs> no, you No, no, I was genuinely no. surprised you brought it up no, again. Genuinely interesting. We love nostalgia oh, and okay. take it away. No, it was... It, you you know, since I became a stepfather, which is now six years ago, I remember the first time we had a, a parent-teacher thing and I walked into a primary school and sat on one of those chairs, one of those desks, and just my mind just blew, you know, going back to that time. And I had another experience like that yesterday. We were at basketball and uh, my stepdaughter, Steppy D, uh, trains at a, another school that is in our school, and I was thirsty and I went to the to the fountain and I drank and I was really thirsty and again mind pop of just this kind of taste of cold metallic mm. rubber rubber it's the rubber it's the rubber taste from those gross drink fountains and yeah. yet yeah. in that moment you could have given me Evian and I would have thrown it away yeah. it was something like so many files in my brain opened Aww. up just to the taste and the sensation and the even the sound of that of that water God. fountain. You know, the only thing that would have been better than that is if you'd just drunk that little bit more and then you'd gone to their weird school toilets. Mm. Like, do you, do you get, I suppose it's like a high school, right? But you know, if you ever go to a primary school and the toilets, because you could see over the walls. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, like that. the cubicles and you forget how much bigger that you are yeah. now. And yeah. you, you get there and you're like, this is a weird experience. Yeah. yeah. It's certain moments that take you back to things from your childhood. They're, and they're always floating around. Like earlier this morning, I went over to see the techs up the other end and I just caught a whiff of um, like... Uh, yeah, I was uh, sorry. <laughs> caught a whiff of evaporative air conditioning. Oh, yes. Now, this time of year, when you get that sort of musty, watery, moisture-in-the-air smell, evaporative air, because we all grew up with evaporative yeah. air conditioning. We didn't really have a lot of reverse cycle floating mm. around. What are you talking about? I just fitted a new, brand new evaporative system to my house about a month ago. Yeah, you did. Because it's like, the best. But when we were when <laughs> Like we were the mobile up, one, right, where you pour the bucket of water yeah, the into the front of it. Yeah, the bucket of water in yes, and all that yes, sort of yes, shit. Yes, yes. 
Right, but there's a distinct smell that it has coupled with the weather that we're experiencing now that just instantly puts me back Took at home back. Yeah. in Queens Park. I was going to say, it reminds me of dormitories at school. You know how, like, sorry, demountables they call them. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. the fake classrooms. Yes. That's what yep. reminds me of, that smell. Yeah. Not fake. They, they do exist. They're just <laughs> not, not bricks and mortar. Do you know, this, this is how much things have changed. And you know, obviously, you know, uh, uh, back in the old days, right? But we had a kerosene heater. And I remember as little boys, me and my brother Carl, in front of it, lighting it with, you know, like caro and fire. And we were like three. It was like, oh, yeah, they know what they're doing. Wow. That is such a nostalgic time when kids were resilient and could do things. And they had brain cells. What an incredible time it was. No offense. Thanks, kids. (laughs) (laughs) When when you talked about the, the, the water fountain, my mind went back to when I was in high school. Apparently, and I don't know if this was because there's always those rumors and whispers and shit that go around in high schools. There was a rumor that one of the year 12 groups put laxatives in the water fountain, right? And so there was this one particular water fountain that people just steered away from because they didn't know if that was legitimate or if it was fake. So people would just not drink out of this one particular water fountain. And there'd just be this, you know, you don't want to shit yourself in class. (laughs) (laughs) So no one touched it. Well, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, I don't want to ruin anyone's nostalgic moments, but I don't drink out of those fountains anymore. After what I witnessed about 10 or so years ago, two different separate incidences. One was a guy, so a guy at a park take a piss on one of those fountains. Mm -hmm. Sure. I swear. And the other one was um, at Jacob's Ladder. Uh, a guy was walking his, one of those bigger dogs, what do you call them? Uh, German Shepherds. Um, and the dog jumped up and started drinking out of the fountain, sure. wow. the mouth of it. Mm. And I got put off by it. Really? Yeah. I never, I don't feel my water bottle. You know bottle. that wee wee is sterile, so you can't get anything from wee wee. I would rather my partner's piss than anyone else's piss. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> what a weird line. A random, random line. Why are you bringing Jake just... into this? <laughs> Jake, Jake, quick, come and piss on this fountain yeah. for me. Um, because you said it's sterile. I don't care. I'd rather just, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But those stories. Champagne showers. Champagne Shut up, <laughs> When water slides first became a thing, and there was like a, a, and I think this has happened across the world, an urban myth about someone, maybe it happened once, of putting uh, razor blades when they used oh, uh, in chewing gum in the water slides. Oh my that God. was the great fear of the water oh, slide. Shit. Now, how anyone, a 13 year old, could stop. You know, put a, a razor. I don't know, but I remember and then every it time. Be washed away with water. No. Yeah, wow. That's terrifying. Well, it's a great segue to a little podcast today, though. Lived a life. Is it? Rami. In a a roundabout way. Uh, Oh, because Hoppo. Hoppo. No. 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 no, no, um, Garlic bread? Yes. Garlic bread. Yeah. Yes. What's in garlic bread? Ah, uh, because there was a yeah a needle in a garlic bread. Mm. I think it just clicked for everyone just then, right? Yeah. 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 Sorry. It took um, us but a also while. in the podcast there is Hoppo from yes. Bondi Rescue. Yep. Sorry, I'm still getting um, over Jake being <laughs> pissing in your mouth at a local um, school fountain. Look at me, Jake. I'm a fountain. I'm a fountain. I just Cody. want to clarify that was a joke. No, it wasn't. I don't partake in that. Okay. Okay. It's right. no, oh God! Really no. quiet in here. Do you I'm know, serious. Oh, I have. It. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Matt's like Rami's going. I need to clear my name here. This is horrific. And Matt's like, I'll tell you a story about when I was there. <laughs> Let me dig you out of that hole. Don't worry about it. it. Uh, uh, Cody life. Simpson is joining us on the show as well. He's the in the podcast. Full chat with Cody Simpson. Um, by the way, what are you letting live in the house? Mm. Crickets, apparently. Crickets. And uh, what a week, buddy. 
What a wee. What a wee I loved it. I thought it was a joyful song. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be hot, so, you know, make it summery. Yeah. Nice. Mm. All right. Well, Poor I'll man's Jack Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Have a podcast. Catch up. Bye. He's the Aussie born singer discovered on YouTube at the age of 14. Now at 26, he's a gold medal winning champion swimmer on his way to the South 32 Rottnest Channel Swim. It's Cody Simpson. G'day, Cody. Hey, how you going? Good, mate. It's Pete here. I've got Matt and Kimber as well. Morning, Cody. Hello, hey, mate. Guys. How are you? Good. Good. Mate, thank you so much yeah. for giving us your time. We really, really genuinely appreciate it. We know our listeners and your fans are just going to absolutely love the fact that we've got a chance to talk to you. So thank you so much. No problem. Glad to be on and glad to be coming out your guys' way. And that's the thing, right? You're going to be here for the bloody South 32 Rottnest Channel swim. We're like, oh, yeah. shit, we're going to be there. We have to get this bloke on and have a chat. Hey, what's the deal, mate? Why are you coming over? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just something I... I got a, a mate um, that I train with, and he's from Perth. Josh Edward Smith. He's a backstroker on the Australian team, um, and he he brought up the idea of of putting a little team together to do it, and um, asked a few of the boys um, that we that we train with over here on the Gold Coast to um, to do it. And four of us, myself, him, and Mac Horton, and um, and Bowen Goff, we're all just we're all coming over to uh, do a team team swim. I mean, <laughs> just a bit, just a bit of fun. It's quite a the di- team. different way of training. <laughs> yeah, I mean, training indeed, but it is quite the team, Cody. I mean, have you got ex- expectations of each other? Who's likely to do the most work on this swim? <laughs> um, well, Mac, Max, the um, the the best distance swimmer. So we're probably going to try and put. You know, we've 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 agreed that it'd be all equal, and we'd all we'd all have five k each overall. But we're probably going to try and. Uh, point a little bit more off on him because he can handle it. I'm a I'm a sprinter, so Cody, we'll see how I hold up, mate. You've already done so much, uh, so many amazing things in your young life, and I think most people want to or dream of becoming a pop star so that they never have to lift a finger again. <laughs> but you went the other way and went. You know what? I need to do more work, like getting up at five in the morning and swimming 300 kilometers. Yeah, I know it's it's a funny thing. It's it's just something that I that gets me excited. Yeah. I guess, and and something that I I wanted to um I wanted to see 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 what I could do with and 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 live without you know regrets yeah. and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just you know I like a challenge, and you know probably hence why I'm I'm coming to do the um the channel swim. I just I like to challenge myself in all kinds of ways. So. Swimming is another one of those things for me. Mate, you know when it hit me in the heart that I was like, this guy's serious? It was the footage yeah. of you getting the text message or the, the announcement that you've made the Australian swim team. And yeah, and yeah. the reaction that you had and you sitting next to Emma, you know, you like you got so yeah. emotional. And I, I was sitting there going, This is a hit making artist. He's a film star. He's been in headlines around the world with people who make headlines mm. for a living. Like you you yeah. know what I mean? Like all before you've hit thirty uh, was it was it really difficult convincing people around you? No, I want to take this seriously. I want to have a go. You need to forget about pop star Cody. Um, my my people that knew me best, it wasn't really a surprise. I think they were kind of shocked that I wanted to do it for real and mm. and wanted to actually put in put in the years that you know without anyone really paying attention to to sort of get to that point. You know. Um, to put myself in that position. And um, so the people that knew me best weren't surprised because they, I think they knew um, how I swam when I was younger and, and, and at, to what sort of level, you know, that I, this sort of 
had in me yeah. or they you know people people believed me but i think the greater greater extent of people all thought it was you know probably a bit far-fetched um and and uh you know it was it was nice to sort of just stick to the guns and and really go for it and and you know not necessarily feeling like i, I proved people wrong or anything but also like proved more just proved to myself that i could do something that i you know yeah. knew i could do with with the right with the right work mm. ethic, and, I guess, yeah. And we've seen those guns, Cody, we yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're doing well, son. Now, now, You're doing well. Cody, <laughs> your, your team name for this Rotto Swim um, is GUSC, uh, G-U-S-C. I, I tried to do some research. Um, that's coming up as Glasgow uh, University Sailing Club or perhaps the Greenville United Soccer Club or maybe the oh. Griffiths <laughs> Utility Services Corporation. Where almost, has it come from? Almost. <laughs> Griffith University S- Swing Club, I think. Oh, uh, I didn't know what our, okay. I didn't know what our team name was, but now that you say those initials, that's that's our that's our um, squad here. Oh, right. Here, so it's probably right. Yeah. Okay. Much closer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I like the sailing club though better. That sounds better. <laughs> well, mate, look, uh, we we hopefully I th- you're going to come and have a chat to us when you get to the uh, get to the shore there at Rottnest because we're going to be yeah. broadcasting. So you know, you'd love to you and your breathless buddies to come along and have a chat. Yeah, That'd be great. Guys, if you guys are there, as long as I haven't collapsed by then, I'll, I'll come and say <laughs> say oh, hello. If you've collapsed, <laughs> we're sending Matt into the water to come and. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Cody. Well, Cody, just to that point, right? So you're going to get out of the water. You're going to be hungry, surely. Now, yeah. can we organise yeah. something yeah. for you? I, like, I see it as you've gotten out of the water. We're there. We've been there most of the day. We've got the cafe up the road. Yeah. We've got Dome. We've got the bakery at Rottnest, which is world famous. You know all that sort of yeah. stuff. What can yeah. we have ready for you for when you get out of the water and wander over for a chat with Mac Horton and the other blokes? I reckon. Oh, I might have to consult with them, but I reckon um, maybe some pies. Pies. Oh, pies like and What's some your chocolate, pie? What's your jam when it comes milk. to pie? Chunky steak, I reckon. Oh, oh what a yeah. great Chunky young steak. man you are! And a chalk milk. And a chalky milk. A chalky All right, we'll get your would, master's I, chalk milk. I'd be forever. I'd owe you guys forever. You had that sort of force right. when we get okay. out. Okay, we can make that happen. <laughs> Easy, and then can't wait to see it on the Daily Mail the following day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you watch, they'll all be having those gels. Yeah. <laughs> they won't even touch the pies. Cody, have you had a chance to take a quokka selfie yet, or is this your first trip? No, first trip. Oh, yeah, super. I've, I've, been to, one. I've been to Perth, I think, twice before, but but never for something like this and never over to Rottnest. So. Ah, it'd be beautiful, yeah. Well, man. you're not leaving without a selfie, surely. Yeah. Definitely not. No. I'll be doing one. And uh, mate, just quickly for the for the music for the for the Cody Simpson's music fans that are listening to this right now, we know you dropped Cody Simpson in twenty twenty two. Are you yeah. working on other stuff at the moment? Um, mate, just just in my spare time, like writing a lot on the guitar. Um, in his spare you know, post, time, post the odd, post the odd, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is very scarce. But um, you know, with with what time I do have, it's kind of a way to un- unwind for me at the moment. But yeah. I've sort of said I'd I'd probably um wait until after the Olympic trials next year and really have a good crack at that and then and then see where I'm at and um, make a decision from there. I probably won't be sort of actively releasing music at least for the next sort of year and a half just so I can give myself a good good shot at, at, at swimming. Um, you, yeah, and then, you know, I got the, and then I'll definitely be doing it for the rest of my life after that. So, cool. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, we look forward to yeah. seeing you. When you get to Rottnest, we're going to look super relaxed like we've done nothing. When you get your breath back, we'll be there. We'll have your pies. We'll have your chalk milk and we're ready, ready to go. Thank you so much. 
Thanks, guys. Good on you, mate. Beautiful. Thanks for the chat. We'll no. see you see you soon. I was about to go to bed last night, and all things seem to happen to me as I'm going to bed. Mm. It's like that's when I realise I should have done a bunch of other things, and I'm really tired, and I just want to give up. Oh, yeah. You can't get to sleep oh. for ages just thinking about it. Yeah, right. And it's I was like, it's time to go to bed, and then I found a cricket in my kitchen. <laughs> It was on my kitchen bench, and it was one yeah. of those. Now, there's a variety of crickets in the world. It's not one of those cute ones with the sort of knobbly knees and stuff. You know, oh, those yeah, like cute, yeah. we used to call them lucky crickets. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. But those like ones. those kind of more the flat, generic, brown, stripy. Oh, really? The cricket. boring crickets. The boring cricket. Yeah. I think they're the ones with the itchy legs. Yeah, you know, okay. the ones that like just and and it was a smaller version. Could have been a baby. There could be a bunch of them. I don't know. Mm. But it was on the bench, and I was like, oh, how do I deal with this? Because it's going to jump no matter what I do. So I tried to catch it a few times under my noodle bowl. <laughs> I had a. <laughs> that's what I had at hand. So I was sort of like bang on the noodle bowl on the bench and kept missing it and it kept jumping off and eventually it just took a big old leap and went somewhere yeah. on the floor and then what I went. What a ride at your house. I, like. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to put fly spray out. But I also went, I don't know where he is now. Mm. Like it was one of those things and I thought, can I be bothered searching for this thing? Normally I'd get rid of it because I hate insects in the house. And you kind of want to considering you probably have to put up with this all night, right? Uh, well, I don't even know because I don't know if it's one of the ones that makes the noise. But okay. I just thought, I'll just let it go. I'll mm. just, wherever it ends up, it ends up. And I mean, then I thought, actually, where do they end up? Because if you let flies die in your house, they just land in the window. This sill. is why. This is I can see the uh, the steps to why you don't get any sleep every night. <laughs> I know. Like seriously, like you spend most of your lead into bed going, I've got all this stuff to do. You don't do any of it. You then you chase a cricket around for a bit, and then once you let the cricket go, most people would let the cricket go and just go. That's it. I'm done. You spend the rest of the night thinking, where do they live? Yeah, right. And where are they is, going? And, and such is the world of ADHD when I don't have meds at night. Yeah. Right? This is what happens. <laughs> because then I'm just, my head is anywhere. So, but where do they go? Like Dad said, if you have flies in your house, they always land in the windowsill. Yeah. If you get spiders, they end up in the cornices and stuff. Midgies always end up underneath a lamp. Yep. Where do the crickets go? Yeah, I have no idea. Like maybe they just let themselves out. And some people, I guess, just live with these bugs. <laughs> I'll let myself out. <laughs> Wait, they must be. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because how often do you find a cricket carcass in your house? Oh, never. Um, Where are but, they yeah, going? No, you're right. That's a great point because I do I do find the flies and the spiders and every other thing. But you're right. I've never come across a cricket carcass. So I'm assuming he's, he's worked it out himself and he's just finding his own way out. Yeah. Rami, the producer, suggested this morning maybe he was heading to my laundry and out the doggy door. I don't think that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> but some people live with this. You know, I've been to friends' houses where they're like, yeah, I live with a huntsman. It just lives in the laundry. We all know it's there. We've given it a name. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? I don't understand how people can live like that. I think... I think it gets to a stage where you just go, this is my life now. Like we've had a we've had a trail of ants in our master bedroom that we found <laughs> and I dumped a heap of ant rid after cleaning the ants every day for two or three days, cleaned up the ant trail, yep. like got rid of them, dumped a heap of, of ant rid out the front where I thought they were getting in through the windowsill and then went and checked back yesterday and there was another tiny little, just a couple, but a tiny yep. little, tra- and I looked at Liz and I said, that's it, we live with ants now. I've done everything that we can. We live with ants now. Okay. Maddie's been living with ants for about six years. Yeah, right. He seems fine. He go- <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> All right. What are you living with? What are you letting live in your house? Yeah. If you are one of these people who is like, oh, yeah, we got that spider. <laughs> We're all okay with it. Madison in Baldivis, what are you living living with? What are you letting live in your house? 
Well, I used to live in Broome for a year and I had a gecko that used to live in my house. Oh, I love that. What kind of gecko? Um, he was a bit see-through and I don't know what kind. Was he quite big? Like what size? Like just a little one. Yeah. And he would live in the bathroom, he would live in the laundry and he'd probably eat a couple of things. (laughs) Oh, I'd love a gecko. I just think they're super cute. I I feel quite bad when I see geckos and lizards and stuff because they're quite often the ones that will drop their tails when they freak out. Did you have? Well, that's what I thought. He wasn't harmless or anything, so I just let him live there. Did you name it? Did you have him long enough to name him? Yeah, I named him Gummy because he looks like those gummy geckos. That's cute. (laughs) Gummy the gecko. Gummy. Uh, Shanae and Atwell, what are you uh, letting live in your house? Well, I've got a similar problem to Kimber, and I now have a family of crickets living oh, in my no. bedroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it started with one that was missing a leg, so we know it's the same one that's been there for a few months. <laughs> and it just it started having a shower every morning with my wife, and <laughs> now we've got little baby Jiminy's jumping around oh, no. our bathroom. Are yeah, you planning on dog. removing them, or have you, you just kind of like, welcome aboard, guys, you all live here well, now? They weren't an issue, but if they start making noise, we might need to reconsider. Yeah, yeah that's a thing. Even I don't, our they dog don't seem knows, like an issue. Yeah, even our dog knows just to leave them alone now. <laughs> he just lets them be. Where's the dad? Do you know where the dad is? Does he skip town? Well, we've seen two larger ones, and we've now got about six little tiny babies. Right. Um, but they sort of come and go, but this one missing a leg just hangs out in the shower mostly. So. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I just looked at it. Love it. Thanks, Janae. Um, uh, we've also got some text, Pete, here, mm. um, where Aaron is saying that most of the crickets end up in his laundry drain. Yeah, they go um, after the water, don't and they? And someone yep. uh, anonymous has texted us. You've got to send us your names on the end of your text, but uh, they said the stripy crickets are often dead in the bath. Oh, that's a Bathroom great... dwellers. So that's three now Jeez. for showers and baths and drains. That's a great note to leave this uh, chat on, isn't it? <laughs> Run through the week thanks to Medibank Presents Parkrun. To register, search Medibank Presents Parkrun. Live better with Medibank. What a week, what a week, what a week, what an easy old week. in Perth, yeah. Well, it may be testament to the fact that it has been a bit of a slow news week. That the uh, I've seen a lot of talk about the mini heat wave that we're about to endure <laughs> over the next three or four days, 34s, 35s, 36s. And this is simply a, a little song to remind you. It's the 24th of February. We're still summer. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's perfectly normal and has been this way for a long time. So enjoy it. Puts getting hot, it's still summer. Puts getting hot, it's still summer. Some think it's a bummer. I say, oh, come on. Could always head to the water. Than you were before you drove out to the water. <laughs> it's still summer. Perth stays hotter. Perth in summer. Personally, can be a scorcher. Personally, can really burn ya. So carry some sunscreen, a head in some water. And if you wear in a G string. Your bikini's a tree string You might want to rethink Where you put in the sunscreen <laughs> It's still summer Everybody Perth Still, still hotter, hotter.
Can smell yeah. what's about to come I'm into distracted the studio. As well. uh, Do you smell science experiments? Here, the producer, bring forth. Oh, hello! Oh my God! I didn't know we were having one each. <laughs> Look, there was a terrible story for Thank you, a, a couple in Perth this week. Don't touch the bread. I said that. All right. Don't touch producer the bread. Producer Carrot, don't touch the bread. Okay. Oh my God! Is there a needle in one? Well, this okay, is what it's so based off, right? this is what's right? happened. This couple in Perth, they went and went to Woolworths in Westminster, bought themselves some garlic bread. They've cooked it up, and he's gone to bite into it, and he's chipped his tooth because there's a needle a inside needle. it. needle? Like just an embroidery needle, oh, you know, something yeah. you stitch your buttons on type deal. And so, you know, they're obviously quite concerned about that, going, someone could have swallowed it, yes. could have hurt mm. someone. Mm. Um, chipping his to- tooth was bad enough. Um and so the garlic bread company said, look, we'll give you 10 bucks in compensation. 10 bucks. And they're Get some saying, good dental for 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going, that's not really good enough. Um, but we were more concerned that like this might really affect the people of Perth as well, that they can't trust garlic bread. Yes. So Pete, experiment time. Yes. We sent Kara the project. Thank you, Kara. Thanks, Kara. Out this morning. And in front of us right now, we each have a loaf of garlic bread. And, and so is this just to trust? Don't, don't touch it. Don't oh open God. it yet. All right. All right. That's already ripping his open. Gee whiz, I'm Maddie. looking for needles. No, so <laughs> we have cameras in the studio. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the garlic bread is in front of us. We need to lift our loaves and then like break them like a bonbon just to make sure that there's nothing inside them and then we can partake. It's almost religious, I isn't feel it? confident it's going to be okay. Are you? This was a so, really good way to get breakfast across the line. Two hands either side of the garlic bread, down on the garlic bread. Yep. Lift mm-hmm. the garlic bread. <laughs> to the and camera. Open. Guys, oh my God, Kimber, um, what's in your garlic bread? I've got, I've got something dangerous in my garlic what's bread. What's in your garlic bread? Um, oh my God, it's a pen. <laughs> oh it's a God. red pen. Uh, have you got a red pen, <laughs> guys? Are you seeing this right now? Safety first. Oh my God, I can't believe that cooked through the oven. Well, and no... you know, look at the bright side: carbs and admin. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty good mix. And you know what? Even though it's a giant pen in my garlic bread, I'm still going to eat it. Damn my straight. goodness, I can't. Don't know how that got in there. <laughs> hey, well, this is a good experiment. Yeah. 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 Well, next week, I'm hiding eggs, and I'm going to hide needles in hollandaise and you know eggs Benedict or something. You want some garlic bread? I'm good, thanks. I've got my own loaf. Okay. Everything seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's the handsome face we've watched for years, saving lives on Bondi Rescue, and he's in town to show off his skills in the South 32 Rottnest Channel swim tomorrow. Please welcome Hoppo. Hoppo, hey. welcome. Hey. How are you guys? Good, mate. You're more than just a handsome face. Don't let him just throw that in there, and you know that's all. Got lots to offer Hoppo. You... I knew I'd come in early to get that little uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you still volunteering for this swim or is this part of your contract? <laughs> I don't understand why you still want to keep coming back. I get it. Perth's beautiful. Rotto's gorgeous. We love the swim. It's awesome. But it's gruelling. 
Yeah, it's grueling, but I suppose the thing that keeps getting me coming back is that is that beer at the end of the, in the on the island. That's <laughs> yes. the one thing. So they keep picking me. I'm getting older now, but they still keep picking me. <laughs> now there's four of you doing it. What does that mean? How how often do you jump in, and how long does each person do? Oh well, we'll do the first one. We got um. The first guy's got to go off the beach, 1500. So yeah. we just nominated Reedy to do that. He wasn't happy, but okay. he wasn't here at the time when we we're picking it. So <laughs> he's got to do the first 1500. Then we'll do probably 10 minutes each, give him a bit of a break, and then eventually we'll go to the five minutes. Okay. We'll do five minutes each, and then that gives us about 15 minutes off, and we'll just keep churning through like Fantastic. that. Fantastic. All right, could we roll call? Who's in the team this year? So we've got uh, myself, Reedy, and Harrison. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got, uh, I think it's Carl from. 10. So Carl. He's, he's going to have a, he's going to jump in and hopefully he's swimming well because so, we're on. not. So Hoppo, Reedy, Harrison, Harrison yep. and then Carl. He needs, <laughs> he, he needs a name. Also, he needs a name. Well, Carlo. Is that Carlo. Everyone's got okay. O. Carlo. Yeah, has yeah. he got a, The Carl Meister. Yeah. Is there anything, well, you know, has he got a last name we can sort of pull in as a nickname or what's the, what's the deal with him? No, I'm not sure. I haven't met him yet. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> no, okay. Such a they're, tight team. This is the type they're, of they're thing that you get your nickname from. <laughs> the way you perform on the day will be where the nickname arrives, I think. I'm sure he'll get one by the end of the yeah. boat ride. Yeah. Right. I reckon he'll have a nickname. It'll start off with, go on, get him, big fella. And then yeah. uh, it'll, it'll, depending on how he goes, it'll... He'll uh, yeah. do something stupid. He'll yeah. get a nickname. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so can I ask you, Bondi Rescue, I mean, it's been on TV for so long. I don't even know how many seasons you're up to now. You've got another one coming, but it's uh, like... I don't know. It's up there with Survivor or something. Yeah, seventeen. We just finished. We just finished filming seventeen this summer. So can I ask? Are you frustrated? Let's say tourists aside, are you frustrated by the number of people who still don't understand how to execute themselves at the beach and how to like conduct themselves and what to do and where to swim? Shouldn't we know this stuff by now? Yeah, it does get frustrating, and I reckon sixty percent of our rescues are are people living in Australia. Wow. So yeah, so we get the tourists, but because the the rescues we're going up over COVID and there's no tourists here. Yes, so right. we're still doing the rescues. So oh, pretty much um, the rescues though this year have been down a bit to what we normally do. And I've got the new uh, campaign Float to Survive. you've just given up on people. Yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Float to Survive is really um, working that all you got to do is float in a rip. And majority of the time, it'll take you across to the sandbank. Yes, right. Yeah, stop right. fighting so it. Don't stop fight, fight, don't yeah, fight it. Don't fight it. The reason people drown is because they fight the water. Yeah. Yes. They get scared yeah. and panic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a great message for today. So float to survive. This is yeah. the first time I've heard of this uh, campaign. Pete's upset though because he can't float. <laughs> yeah, I can't float. And He's I like can't full swim. body mass. It's kind <laughs> of good of a, good advice for everything. Yeah, really, isn't it? Float, yeah. Just float, man. Just float through just life. Float. Don't float. fight yeah, it. Yeah, don't fight it. Well, yeah. I did. I did. Uh, uh, my daughters are doing swimming lessons. And um, I decided to jump in the pool a couple of weeks ago just to see how I'd go in the slow lane. And I, like, I went probably about five or six metres doing, <laughs> doing freestyle and just sunk. Go on, big fellas. This is great. So tomorrow, what time do you guys get in the water tomorrow? Uh, Ten past seven, we're in the water. Ten past seven. Okay. okay. On Cottesloe. So good yeah. luck to you and your team. Yeah. And uh, we'll be there on Rottnest Island, so we'll see you at the other yes. end, ready with that beer, all right? Yeah, I'll be, I'll, as soon as I cross the line, I'm hoping you stand there with it. Yeah, <laughs> I will do, and I want to know what the uh, nickname for Carl is. For <laughs> and I'll have a nickname for you as well. The Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blind's $4 million clearance sale. Next 94.5.